Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls later. Duke Carolina NBA trade deadline day. Eagles parade may set a record. Winter Olympics controversy, and we haven't even hit the opening ceremonies yet. But joining us now, one of the greatest players in ACC history and UNC history. He was a legendary point guard for Dean Smith in Chapel Hill in the 1970s. He is also an all-around good guy and a longtime friend of the program. Phil Ford, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Hey, David, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's always fun, man. It's appreciate you returning our call. Remind us, since you were that superstar prior to your pro career in the 1970s, Duke Carolina was not even your biggest game at the time, right? I mean, how did it work back then? Well, in the in the mid-70s, I, I matriculated at North Carolina in 1974, and uh, everybody my age will remember that North Carolina State won the national title in 1974, my, my senior year in high school. And they had David Thompson and Tommy Burleson and Monty Tyler and Mo Rivers and Kenny Carr and Phil Spence, and they were just a very good basketball team at that time. And I think my before before my freshman year, I think they had beaten Carolina like four or five times in a row. And we had them four times my freshman year, and they beat us the uh, first two times, and we beat them the second two times. And the rivalry game then, and he's NC State. I guess I'm old for the Duke thing, but uh, I, I look at the Duke team. Is a big rivalry game. Phil Ford joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can follow him on Twitter at Phil Ford B Ball. When I started covering the ACC in the late 80s, was right around the same time that you were an assistant coach for the Tar Heels. Duke had started to build the beginnings of the dynasty under Coach K. And of course, your coach, Dean Smith, was still in the midst of his dynasty as well. Starting in that 1988, when you were on Coach Smith's staff, how do you describe Duke Carolina becoming this thing that's not only huge in our backyard, Coach, but there are national media outlets that describe it as the greatest rivalry in all of American sports? Well, I wasn't around uh, for the growth and the birth of it, but when I came back in 1988, it had already grown a set of legs that were bigger than any set of legs in the United States. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think this is the biggest rivalry in sports. I mean, and because when you factor in all of the all, all of the information, like it's only eight miles between Coach K's office, Coach Krzyzewski's office, and Coach Williams' office. I mean, we compete in everything. The guys see each other all the time, and you know, two Hall of Fame coaches. And I think this season, you know, it's kind of adding another twist to it. I, I think we're seeing how, how great Coach Williams and Coach Krzyzewski is. How wide they can go. It's kind of like an actor, you know, with the, the range that he can do in acting. Like you look at how Duke is playing this year, and you look at how North Carolina is playing. It's just kind of like they reverse roles. And to be able to do that is is just amazing. I mean, I may be one of the few guys that watch stuff like that, but just to see those guys how they adjust to their teams, you know, like I'm sure, uh, you know, if you talk to Roy, he would think that. You know, even when I was in school, when when I got in trouble, you know, I knew we had a play called Fist Five where I dribble down, throw it in the Tom of the Garden, Miss Pepchak or Michael Corn, they'd either get fouled or or, or or go to the line. And like you watch Duke play, they've had great, great perimeter players that shoot the three, and now they're throwing the ball inside. We're depending on the three. It's quite a, I mean, this, this rivalry is just something. I think you probably had everything that you could possibly have in this Duke Carolina rivalry. 
Phil Ford joining us on the David Glenn Show. He was the National Player of the Year back in 1978, NBA Rookie of the Year in 1979. Great to have him back with us here on the David Glenn Show. Duke's assistant coach John Shire was with us this week, and Roy has mentioned this from the Tar Heel side as well. It is the role reversal compared to usual. I mean, for as long as you've been around, it feels like the Tar Heels often have two low post scores that they lean on. <laughs> yeah, and yet yeah. that's Wendell Carter and Marvin Bagley this year. And as long as you've been around the Duke loves the three and that's the Tar Heels, as you said this year, how do you think that's going to shake out tonight? Which does, does the home court advantage mean a lot in your eyes with this no, game being in no, the Smith center no, or is it all I, about I, execution? I, I never know what's going to happen in this game. You know, I, I've been associated when we're, I think we'll have a better team. And Duke wins, and I've been around when Duke has a better team than we win. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter whether we're over there or we're over here. I think that's what makes this driver the greatest driver in sports. You can't really tell what's going to happen. I mean, most times what you think is going to happen doesn't happen. So <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Given that you played point guard at an incredibly high level and Joel Berry has played point guard at an incredibly high level, how do you assess how his senior season has unfolded? Because he's still the same gritty, ultimate, tough kid winner, uh, but a lot of his numbers are down, and it feels like he's not getting as much help. It's like defenses are beating up on, on him a little bit. I don't think you can just look at numbers. Number one, I've always said, I think there's never been a better point guard at Carolina that we swing the ball around to him and catch it. He catches it and, and shoots it. He yeah. does that better than any better we've ever had. And I mean from deep to and some really big shots. But you can't look at numbers altogether. You have to look at his contributions to the team, you know, what he's done to the team. Like I said, you and I just said, we played differently this year. And he's probably never having to play that, haven't played that way before. But, you know, I'm as proud of him as I've ever been of any basketball player in North Carolina, man. I, I love watching him play. And, you know, he's doing everything he possibly can to help us win basketball games. It's not necessarily how many points you score, how many assists you have, how many rebounds you have. As a point guard, you're a jack of all trades. You have to do some of everything. You never know what particular night what you have to do. And, and he answers the bell every night to me. Coach, you were great as a freshman for the Tar Heels. Uh, Luke May has had a different journey. He, he's been a, an amazing kid and a good player all along, but he's one of the most improved players, not just in our neighborhood, but basically in all of college basketball. What have you seen from him as he's gone from complimentary player on the national championship team last year to basically a first-team All-ACC guy who's, uh, along with Marvin Bagley, one of only two ACC players who's on the Wooden Award list? Well, the start of that off, David, I think you have to give Coach Williams credit. I mean, it's not like this guy was really highly, highly recruited, but Coach Williams saw something in him that I can't think anyone saw in him. You know, if, if, if you hear somebody say that, you know, they, they knew Luke May was going to be this big. I'm not sure if that's the truth, you know, because I think Luke is surprising everybody. And Luke is just very fortunate that he's playing uh, at, at the level that he's playing. And he's actually playing out of position to me. You know, I'm not sure. And I hope you hurt Luke's feelings by saying it, but he's more of a perimeter guy, yeah. you know. But we have to play him on the inside. And he goes in there and he rebounds his tail off and, and battles his, his tail off. Man, these guys, what I love about this team, you know, they fight. And they don't know what, what to give up means. You know, they'll fight you right to the end. And, you know, that's all you can ask as a coach. 
You did not seem to have outwardly many nerves even during your first year at Carolina. I'm a nervous wreck now. Are you? <laughs> You're probably more nervous now than you were back when you had the ball I'll in your hands. You, because, you know, those guys are like little brothers. Right now. That's funny. Ball, right? <laughs> they, uh, but they do not You know, I've never been as proud of a football team as I was about team last year to come back and win the national title after losing it to the Villanova the way that they did. So, yeah, man, I'm a nervous wreck up there. I'm pulling as hard as I can for them. Well, with that in mind, Duke has an incredibly talented starting lineup. But four of the five guys are true freshmen, and they are playing a road game in a hostile environment in a famous rivalry. Do you see more freshmen who were like you and seemingly comfortable in all situations, or do you believe that that newness could be an advantage Tar Heels with four freshmen playing most of the minutes for the Devils? Well, the, the, the landscape has changed. You're never going to see – a true freshman, a talented freshman, playing against a senior, David Thompson. Right. I mean, that's never going to happen anymore. So, number one, you have to eliminate that aspect of it. So, you're playing against young guys are playing against young guys. You know, just imagine Anthony Davis being a senior at Kentucky. You know, I mean, that, that's not going to happen again the way it used to happen. So, you have young guys playing against young guys. I think that's why a lot of times, you know, you have coaches that are pulling out all the stops, you know, just trying so many different things, trying to reach their guys. You know, if you know that guy in your program two, three, four years, he kind of has an idea of what you want. So uh, you got young guys playing with these young guys. Uh, I'm not sure, like, in this game so much, the home court is, is such a big deal. But, uh, you know, young guys do tend to, once they go on, you know, having, not having been through it before, you know, sometimes it does get through them. That's only at the beginning. You know, these guys have already been through all the wars and played at hostile arenas before, so it's going to be that much new talk. Coach, when you were an assistant in the late 80s under Dean Smith, there was a short time that I felt, and I covered those teams, a lot of players flat out did not like each other for a while in this rivalry. But most years, they're friends off the court. They socialize together. Some of them were on the same, you know, AAU teams. They go to the same barber shop. It feels like in the fan bases, there's a little hatred. But 99% of the participants have like an underlying respect and sometimes a friendship for the other side. How has that worked for you from, you know, Coach K or, or rival players or even your encounters with rival fans? Well, from the top, I was with Coach K and, and Mrs. Krzyzewski making great friends. I mean, Johnny Dawkins, Tommy, Annika Kennedy, Nora, Gene Banks. Uh, I could just go down the line, you know, guys that I consider – you know, good friends. I, I was on a podcast yesterday with uh, Gerald Henderson and Tyler Hansbrough. So I, I do think it's a mutual respect among the coaches, among the players. You know, we know when we're out there competing, we give everything we have. But off the court, you know, it's a different story. But I'm not sure if it goes that way with the question. <laughs> Even though we all agree it's unpredictable, what would you circle as a key for the Tar Heels to try to pull off a victory tonight at the Smith Center? I think it's important, you know, rebound. You know, they, they uh that this team rebounds as well as any team I've seen. You know, second shots is I think what kills you in this league. And of course, you know, try to keep on with the free throw line, you know, because they're a good free throw shooting team. But as I said, I mean, we won games in this this series by not doing what we do well and 
they do what they do well and we win. And vice versa. I mean, I think you just have to throw all the record books, all of the scouting reports, and these guys, when they throw it up at night, it's just going to be a battle. You know, you go out there and just fight as hard as you can and hopefully at the end of 40 minutes, you get that you're on top. Last thing for UNC basketball legend Phil Ford joining us on the David Glenn Show. If you put your coach's hat on, and let's just look beyond tonight, between now and, say, March Madness, what do you see from Carolina's defense, Coach, that has to change because some of their records or numbers against three-point shooters are among the worst in all the Power Five conferences, and yet they're doing some other good things defensively. What do you see as a possible solution there? Well, you know, first off, it's interesting that, you know, I hear people, you know, coaching our team on the three-point line. And uh, I think that everything that we could possibly think of as, as Carolina fans, if you added them all together and multiplied them by 20, <laughs> you'll probably get to what really is talking about. So, you know, I mean, and, you know, teams have to make those shots too. You know, as a defense, you have to give up something. You know, you can't right. guard everything. And they still have to make those shots. And they're making some shots with, with, with threes and with hands in their faces. You know, some of them are open, some of them are not. I think what you have to do, David, is you have to look at what type of shot is. Yeah. Is it a good shot? Is it an average shot? Is it a bad shot? And what you don't want to do is you don't want to give up good threes or average threes. You, you want to give up threes that they have to make with a hand in their face. Where are you sitting tonight? I'm not sure. You know, Coach Williams looks out for me at the game, and I'll pick up my tickets when I go over there. Well, have a lot of fun. It's always great to hear your voice, Coach. Thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show. Hey, man. Okay, talk to you later. You got it. On Twitter, he's at PhilFordBball. Darren, have you met Phil Ford before in person? He's as nice as they come. My favorite answer he has ever given to any question is he was asked his greatest accomplishment as a person, you know, and he's done a lot for a lot of people charitably, business-wise, you know, NBA Rookie of the Year, National Player of the Year, and all these things. And he said, my greatest accomplishment is when somebody tells my mom and dad that I'm a good person. That, I, I'll never forget that nice. answer to that yeah, question. No, you can't beat that. Like, it's a great